Today's episode and adventure is proudly sponsored by Podcorn. It's proudly sponsored because we are proud to be sponsored by them as they've really helped take this podcast to the next level. How did they level us up, you may ask? Well, we've been podcasting for two years now and we have been creating and adventuring on our starting GP since then. Being in South Africa and especially doing D&D content, it's hard to find sponsors. So we searched for a way to monetize our podcast and found Podcorn. See, I'm just giving you guys info from my Google Foo for free. Don't say we don't give you nice things. Well, we joined Podcorn two months ago and have already gotten two sponsorships from the platform and gotten some money for our stories. Some extra loot for important things like coffee and dice and, well, you get the gist. Podcorn is basically a marketplace where podcasters can sign up. And there's space for all size podcasts, so don't worry if you feel like maybe you aren't leveled up yet, you can still apply. Because you can search and look through lots of different podcast sponsorship opportunities from host reads, interview segments, and more, you pick ones that suit you, your audience, and your vibe. And because you have creative control and can speak directly to the brand, you can tell them exactly why they should choose your podcast and you. It's super easy. You pick the ones you want to apply for, then you set your own rates and send the brand your proposal. If it's chosen, it then opens a workroom where you can chat to the brand and send them your ads for approval, all on the platform so you look really professional as it's all done there. So they will never have to see your email address like Carla's Cool Email 2001. No judges, we've all had that. Podcorn is kind of like a paladin, there to support and protect you and check you get paid. But not like a paladin that wants to take over the whole show because you're in control. So maybe less paladin and more favorite NPC? There to help when you need it and get your loot, but out of the way when you're creating. Podcorn's mission is to help give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when to monetize. That way you can look after your podcast and the stories you've been creating so it feels natural. Check out podcorn.com forward slash podcasters. It's free to sign up. The link is in the show notes and description, so click there and find your own sponsorship opportunities and get paid for the awesome you make. Good evening, or good morning, wherever you are, guys. Welcome to our game. We are going to be playing a horror 5e-based module, and I am your GM. I be Nelly. I am normally play a character on Dum Dum Die, but today I'm your GM. And we have three lovely victims slash players. My name is Rude. I usually play Alaren Skyvale, the Azamar Paladin, but today I'm playing Tessa. And I'm playing Yusuf. I'm the hard-boiled detective. So we are at a hospital. The three of you are all in the same reception area of the hospital, and you hear sudden sounds um, coming from outside. It almost sounds like shouting, sounds like very aggressive, and you can almost hear heavy motor vehicles coming on, along the premises as well, and you hear lots and lots of shouting. The space is roughly 30 feet length and, and depth and whatnot. Where are you in relation to each other? I am standing at the reception desk. I've got long blonde hair, bright blue eyes. I look very young and I'm clutching at my shoulder and I'm crying a little bit. Please, you have to help me. I fell down the stairs and I think something's wrong with my arm. I can't move it. Rue is going to be sitting in the 
waiting area along the chairs on the side because it's what she's used to. She's homeless, so by choice though, by choice, but she's homeless. Okay. She's happy. She's a young 24-year-old brunette. Got like dirt all over her cheeks, but she's scratching her forehead and like talking to her hand kind of, but she's talking mm. to herself. But she's used to being in the hospital waiting because she's homeless. Nobody going to help her. Except the hospital, hopefully. If they pay attention to her. I'm just outside. I'm smoking a cigarette and taking a swig from my flask, glaring at people as they go past me. I'm wearing a tattered leather jacket that has uh, cigarette burns in it from when I passed out at my desk drunk over a case file. Yusuf, while you're sitting outside smoking, um, you hear all this noise and a lot of people yelling and shouting whatnot. And looking outside from where you're standing, you can see militia tanks coming your way. And they look like they're government funded. They look like they're plentiful and they're coming into the premises and they're just yelling, shouting, saying, why are you outside? Why, why are you outside? There's a curfew. Why are you outside? And there's just people like being shoved in. So that's what's happening. So people aren't even questioning it. People are not even shouting or complaining. People are literally quietly and subversively going into the hospital in single file almost. Like they're almost like without any expression or any, they're not even questioning anything. And one person pauses and looks at you, Yusuf, almost like quizzically, like as if why are you just standing there? And then they continue walking there as well. Tessa and Rue, you see this as well. You see people filing in. And I say to the receptionist, it looks like you're going to get busy, but, but, but you really need to help me. You need to help me now. It, it hurts. There are security guards within the hospital uh, reception area, and they're now like, directing people towards certain areas saying, you can't be here. You can't clog up all the space. We need a space for emergency work and all that stuff. So they almost are like leading all these files of people in some direction saying, okay, you go over there, go into all these communal areas just to clear up space. And you see that over time, the reception area is being cleared out. Yusuf... Almost like without even thinking about it, you don't even question it. You pause, you look at your cigarette, you put it down, and you walk inside as well. And as you walk inside, you realize it's only you, a woman who looks perhaps a bit touched in the head, and a young girl. She looks too young to be alone without some sort of guardian with her, and she's pleading at the reception desk and a couple of security guards who are just directing people as well. You guys all hear this booming voice over the intercom. Direct them to the canteen. Almost instantly, the security guards stop, they pause, they look at the three of you because you're the only ones who are left, and they, they kind of wave you over towards the lifts and they say, let's go. But I, but I don't want hospital food. Like, you. Are you hungry? Like, I've, I've got standards. No. And w- without even, like, paying any attention to what you're saying, Rue, they almost, like, the one security guard is almost, like, hesitant because he thinks, like, wow, like, he, he can smell you before he's even... Like gets close to you, but he almost like... I'm going to whisper to him, I don't know where your hands have been. And he's trying to like, um, almost hurt you. Like he's like trying to hurt you, but not touch you. Because obviously you seem like you might be a handful. Without even questioning it, they actually put you into the lift and they press the button for you as well. Thank you. As this, and the security guards, once again, they don't even stop to look at you. They almost pause it waiting for further instructions. The intercom is quiet again. As the elevator doors close, their blank faces almost disappear the moment the actual door closes. And they look almost confused. You get to a certain level and um, the lift arrives. at, And as you walk out, the power goes out. Tessa is going to drop to the floor and hug her knees and start crying. Ah, oh, little girls. 
Is the lift still moving? Like, does it have emergency power or were you stopped? Oh, no, you, you arrived at your destination. The security guards actually picked the, the floor for you. So you guys didn't even bother to look what floor you, was chosen for you. The moment you got off the elevator. Can I take out my smartphone and use my flashlights? Yes, you can. Um, can you, so uh, Yusuf, can you please roll reception, uh, perception, perception for me? So that is 18. You find the app easy and quickly enough, but as you're looking to turn on your, your flashlights app, you pause and realize that there's no reset, your, your phone is picking up no network connection whatsoever. You might pause and think, oh, well, it's probably because I have a, like a really bad contract with my phone service provider, or you're not picking up any signal. You suspect it's probably load shedding again. They might be government, uh, government uh, restricted uh, power cuts all over again. So you're not, you're, you're not too bothered. This is normal. Shameful. Get some dignity, little girl. Come on, stand up. Hello, girl. You're a real Why girl. Why Tessa's just going to like try and, and stop herself from crying, but now she's sniffing because she's like got tears and snot all over her face. There you go. Good. <laughs> and you stopped. And since uh-huh. there's load shedding, what do they say in Afrikaans? Snot in trana. Is that what it is? It's not in tears. Yusuf, oh yeah, you rolled quite high for perception. As you look around, your light catches on one of the signs, and it there's a sign saying doctor's rooms, another sign saying storage, and another sign saying canteen. Can we not go back? We should, I like my chair. We should go where everybody else is going. Probably a bit safer. We can probably find out what's going on. But there's nobody else. Do you see anybody? They're in the canteen. What other explanation is there? Where's the canteen? There's the sign. And then I point at the sign that says can't see. I can't see. It's dark. I've got a flashlight on. For those of you out there who don't know where canteen is, it's a cafeteria. And I try to cheer up the little girl. I say, hey, what's your name? Mine's Yusuf. I turn to look up at Yusuf. I respond, it's nice to meet you. I'm Tessa. Nice to meet you. We're going to go to the canteen and we're going to find out uh, where the other people are. Okay. There might be some food as well. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'm still going to be like clutching my shoulders or stand up. I'm going to get to the canteen. I'm following after Yusuf because yeah. he's assumed a, a father figure thing in my mind now. Oh, There are people. I don't like people, but I'll follow them from a right. distance. They I'll, smell. I'll check the yes. Drew's following as well. Like, I won't just leave. Like, you know. <laughs> I'm an independent dick. woman, even though I might not look it. Yusuf, up, in fr- up front, you're walking sure and true and you just know this is the right thing to do tessa you you looking up at yusuf and he just like the moment he's, he was nice to you you almost latched onto that kindness yeah, without i've got super stockholm i'm just like oh wow he's gonna help me he's probably gonna help me like i'm okay. safe now and rue you don't want to be around these people these are not the people you'd want to be around but because it's a bit dark and you don't actually know where you're meant to be right now they might be a, an okay enough case there's somebody to feed the darkness to. You know, I'm going to give you inspiration because that's, yeah. you're just like, you're starting a character. I love it. I just really love it. Thank you. And the three of you are walking. Uh, Yusuf, I'm assuming you, you're just following the signage towards the, the canteen. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't have any reason to be anywhere else. Can I tell shh, shh, shh. Did you hear that? What? No. Oh, Okay. You actually need to go walk past some some doctor's rooms, and you can almost see a light, like almost like imagine like there's a long passageway at the very end of it. There's almost like some some lights there, and you assume that's where you're meant to go to. And as you walk past all these doors, are all closed, and again it's all dark, so you can't really see anything. You hear 
like a shuffling sound up ahead. And because it's dark between where you are right now and where that light at the end of the tunnel is, shuffling. Where did you you say it was coming from? It's between where you guys are standing and where the light is. So it's somewhere in the hallway. It's probably just the patients trying to... Mr. Yusuf, so are you sure you know where you're going? Have you been here before? I think I've been here more than you. Really? Yes. What's your name? Why? No, my name. That's because you said it. Let's get a bit closer. I'm going to check it out and see. Hey, is anybody there? I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that hears that, right? Hey, hey. And I'm going to be like, hey, are you okay? Where's your flashlight? Where's your flashlight? I'm going to put my flashlight in front to see what's going on. As you swing this flashlight... Out of nowhere, you see this face, and you see this like this this old woman, just like, oh my goodness, like you, just like you, literally is blinded this person. And I was calling out okay. to this person, and then the same thing. I'm I'm gonna bolt backwards from where we were, where we came. So you're going back towards yeah. the lift. Pause the crowd. So you were shining this light. You just see this old woman, and she's just like flaying about, and she just looks so confused. Rue is like has paused, saw this random glaring, this face that came out of the darkness. Didn't even pause to think about it and just ran away. Tess is very relieved. Like, she was so scared that she had, like, locked herself in position, like, standing exactly where she was. But once she saw the old woman flailing around, she just let out a sigh of relief and is now just standing there watching um, the interaction between the old woman and um, Yusuf. So, Yusuf, do you still have your light flashing in her no, face? No, no, no. I'm going to, like, move, move it, actually, like, out to the side just so I can see her facial expressions. You know, I like to I like to try and read people. And okay. I'm going to ask her if she knows what's going on. Hospitals should have generators, so it's a little bit strange for all the power to go out. This old woman, she's quite small. Imagine, like, a five-foot nothing, so... She's quite petite, like a typical petite, quite granny. She kind of still is flailing about, but, but confused. And then for a moment, she realizes that the light is no longer shining in her face. And then she kind of pauses and she looks around and she's like squinting. She's got these massive, massive spectacles. Like think of like, if you were to look at the side, they're quite thick. Like she's probably like super blind without them. And even with them, she's probably still blind a little bit. And she kind of pauses and she looks at you and she's like, and she, she, she starts rambling, and um, I'm just curious, do any of you speak Zulu? Can I say that while, while I'm running away, I'm like, this is, this is why I left home. I can't deal with these people. Fine. <laughs> Come back here, it's just an old lady. I'm gone, you can't hear me now, I'm talking to myself. Okay, okay so... the corridor, <laughs> bumping into things. Yes. You can hear, like, this thumping sound, like, from this woman who was so... Like, from, from Rue, so she... Seemed quite a, a bit dazed and confused, but for someone who's super scared, she moves quite quickly. So you can almost hear this queer, this quick thumping sound, like someone like almost like a sprinter running away. On one hand, you're a bit like freaked out and confused as to why she'd run away so quickly, but also quite impressed because maybe she could have been a track athlete. She could have done something for herself. If only she tried and applied herself. While I'm running into things, can I check if I still have my fancy iPhone on me? Please do a luck roll for me, like at the percentile. If you get above 50, yes, you do. And then, it looks like I lost my phone while I was running. So just to ask, ask the question again, do any of you speak Zulu? Uh, that would be towards Yusuf and, and Tessa because you're still with the old woman who's just rambling. No, I don't speak Zulu. No, I speak Arabic. So both of you don't really understand what she's, what, what she's saying, but she's rambling, rambling, rambling. And you can see she's getting frantic. And then she pauses and she realizes, like, she sees this, like, the look on your face is like, none, none of you actually know what, she, what she's saying. She's like, oh. And she pauses, like, do you understand me? 
Ah, yes. This is Tess, and I'm Yusuf. I'm Tommy. I, I, I don't. I, and she looks around like she, she looks confused. Maybe she's a bit blinded by that light you flashed in her face, Yusuf. I don't know. Or she actually is a bit blind, or she's just elderly and she's just can't help herself. And she looks around. And she's like, I, I don't know where I am. Young man, you remind me of my husband. He was an ugly man. Well, I've lived an ugly life, so I guess it fits. And she looks at you, Tessa, and she says, Oh, Tanam, you look, you look too young for this world. I feel so bad for you, but it's okay to be quick and short. What? What do you mean? And she looks at you and says, Where's my room? Can We're just heading to the canteen. Would you like to come with us? It's where everybody's going. And she pauses and she looks confused for a moment. She says, yes, yes, yes. Great. What does she mean by that? I mean, I just fell down the stairs. It's just my arm. Like, you can't die from something like this, I I whisper to Tess and I'm like, Jesus, that's... Rue, I want to know, what are you doing? Because you don't have... You're running in the dark. You don't have your smartphone. What's your plan? I was going to ask you, do I know where I'm running? Because I'm running in the dark. I can't see... And I've hit mm-hmm. a few things, so am I running exactly backwards or am I running in a maze now? Because hospitals are like mazes. They are. People get lost. Okay, like, so thank Sometimes you. I lose myself in the hospital. <laughs> you lose yourself, period. Like, let's, be, let's be honest. I but lose myself in the hospital. <laughs> when I'm outside of the hospital, let's not talk about that, but in the hospital. That's, that's the current scenery we're in, so that's what we'll talk about. Okay. Because you are a, a regular, let's put this, you at least remember that the building you're in right now tends to have a similar layout. So you don't know if it's the same one as, as where you're going. You don't, you've never even been to the canteen. So you, you know, it's not where you normally go to, but you, you're assuming that if you just go in a straight line, you eventually get to the, to the, to the elevator. So you're just going towards those elevators. So that's, you're, you're going in a straight, a relatively straight line, a little wonky, but Thankfully, you haven't, you haven't bumped into too much, so you're going straight. Oh, my you, hips are bruised because I have run into a few things. I'm going to say yes. You And also, like, your, your hips might be bruised, but you you actually, you know when you, like, you, you're in pain, but you don't even acknowledge it because, you, like, it's, it's another pain. I'm a you're, real woman. That too. You're a real woman who's used to lots of pain, so bump, bruising your, your hips doesn't actually affect you. While you're running away, you... You hear voices speaking and whatnot. So now you hear real perception from me, actually. 21. You can tell, you can hear the voices of both Yusuf and Tessa, but you hear, the, hear a third voice, a very soothing voice that sounds very familiar from where you normally stay in and almost instantly calms you down because you know that voice. It's, it's, if anything sounds like home, that voice sounds like home to you. This hospital has become home to me. I know patients. I wonder if it's one of them. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm going to console myself. Try and decide what I want to do. I need time to okay. think. All right. to... Okay. While you're consoling yourself and thinking, maybe like rocking yourself in the dark because, you know, that's what people do. Mm-hmm. So Yusuf, Tessa, and uh, the elderly woman told me you guys are walking the opposite direction from where Rue is. You're walking towards the light to the end of the tunnel where you assume where the canting is. Once you get to the get to the canton, you open these double doors. For surprising, there's light in there. Like at least the power is working in this room. It's a stock standard, stock standard um, canteen. The other side of the wall of the room, there's a bunch of serving areas, like where you go fetch your food. 
there's no staff there. It's all empty. And you have rows and rows of long tables where people sit to eat their meals and whatnot. And where you're standing right now, if you look on either side of you, there's a bunch of vending machines. In the room, you see two people, a man, if you were to guess, roughly in his 40s, and a little, little girl. And she looks like she could be about four years old. The little girl is excitedly talking to the older man. He seems to be indulgently talking, talking to her as well. And Tommy, kind of like, you hear that? that I'm going to walk up to the man and the little girl, especially Mm -hmm. because she's talking so excitedly. So I'm interested to know what she's telling the man. As you get closer and closer to the pair, you hear this little girl, like, she's like excitedly rambling and she's saying, I just can't wait. We're going to finally see her. I can't wait. I can't wait. How soon can we see her? I've been waiting forever. We've been here forever. I feel like we've been here forever. Can we just go? I really want to go see her. I'm so excited. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And the poor guy hasn't had a chance to even like respond and speak, but he says like, you will. Yes, you will. It's okay. It's all going to be okay. All is well. It's all going to be okay. That makes me feel so comfortable to see this situation because I'm I'm just assuming that the two are close, you know, especially if he's indulging her. So Tess is going to like completely relax now. I'm just going to sit near where they are because their relationship is very comforting. I want to ask the man where all the people are. So I'm going to walk up there. I'm going to say, hi, my name's Yusuf. I thought everybody was going to the canteen, but it's quite empty. And the car is working here, except for this room. And the man stops and he looks at you. You almost look surprised to see other people. He's like, oh, um, this part of the hospital, they never have much power. They always say the generator is always turned off. But I haven't seen any other people for a while, but I wouldn't worry too much. We we all all have a place to be. Mm -hmm. You hear that that shuffling getting a little closer and you look, you you guys notice that elderly woman told me, and again, she starts speaking rapid fire Zulu again. And she's like talking to this guy. And at first it seemed amicable, just greetings and whatnot. Just like, you know, saying, hi, how are you? All that stuff, acknowledging each other. And the conversation gets a little heated. Quickly, can everyone do a percentile for me? Please do a luck roll for me. Including Rue. Rue, Tessa, Yusuf, everyone needs to do like a luck roll for me. 87. 47. 20. Um, so this conversation gets more and more heated. She pauses and looks at all of you and you, you see that she, all of a sudden she's holding like a, a little a little canister mm-hmm. of a hip flask. And she while she's like she pauses while she's like rapidly talking to this guy and she looks at each of you and says, like, Do you want a drink? You look like you need a drink. Granny just like materialized this hip flask out of nowhere. Like imagine if maybe she had one of her gowns, maybe she took it from somewhere. Uh, I take out my hip flask and I cheers her. I think they too young, but I'll share a drink. And she looks at you, Tessa. Can I roll inside? Because of my past, I just want to know how comfortable I would feel taking this kind of drink. By all means, please do. And I'm going to roll as well. That's a quick fail. So Tessa, you feel like, again, like her voice soothes you. She has a soothing presence. It's like, it feels like, you know, a a great way to bond is over breaking bread. And in this case... Mm -hmm sharing a beverage seems genuine to you okay i'm going to take a big sip of this beverage as you take that drink she she she's watching you very closely and she's just watching you drink and she's like yes yes you will need this yes what does she need it for she looks at you yusuf and pauses and then she goes back to talking to this guy and rapid rapid zudu what are you doing i've been contemplating a lot can i still Mm -hmm. hear them 
No, they're, they're quite far away. You're on the other side. I'm rubbing my eyes, rubbing my head, and then, and then a thought popped into my head. Canteens have food. They do. So I'm going like, have- to put my hands like on the wall and be like, bam. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. I'm like, food. I don't like hospital food, but food is food. And if anything I've learned on these streets, even hospital food is good food, even though it's mainly all my food that I eat. But it's all right. It's adequate. It'll be adequate. So I'm going to shuffle along and go get my jello. But I'm I'm, 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 I'm mumbling jello, jello. Jello with strawberries, yes. Yes, strawberries. Jello. Rue, as you're walking closer towards the double doors of the canteen, which you assume to be the canteen with the lights and whatnot, you hear this, these loud voices. They almost sound like they're arguing, but you can't understand what they're saying. Yusuf and Tessa, you notice that this conversation is getting quite heated. The little girl looks like she's trying not to cry. The man who you assume might be her father. He looks like he's trying to refrain himself from hitting this older woman. And he looks very, very agitated. He's going to stop... And he actually stops and he speaks, says this in English. He says, like, you know nothing. You know nothing. Stop telling me what to do. You know nothing. And he grabs the little girl and he walks out of the canteen. As he's walking out, Rue, you almost like you walk all right past this guy. He almost bumps into you. But like, he's so angry and fuming. He doesn't even pause to see yeah. if you're okay. He just walks right past you. Can, he didn't can pause I jump to, look to the him. side and around him? Because I don't want to touch him. Because I don't want to touch him. I'm, I'm going to say, keep walking, but keep walking, buddy. You hear some mumbling. And as much as you don't understand what he's saying, you're pretty sure it was nothing nice about your character. I as you like walk into either, just so you know. Are there doors? Because then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slam the door shut. There, there are those flopping doors, the ones that like revolving, the doors that kind of like move in and out. So you can't even slam it shut. Literally, it's I'm just gonna like... I'm going to slam them so they wobble. Let them wobble. As you walk in, you see Tessa and Yusuf. Tessa was still holding the hip flask and she's got quite scared. She was having kind of flashbacks. So she's just sort of like standing there holding the flask and like shaking a little bit. Uh, I have a question. How old does Tessa look to me? You don't pay attention to people very much, but she looks young. And you can't tell. You, You think she could be anything from like 15 to 30. I want to run, grab that flask and be like you're too young for this i'm gonna ask that old lady and say what was that about seems like we're friends in this situation and she just makes a sound and she just looks away she's like you just stop in this she he's just where's my drink and she just looks around i my hip flask i think i'm done drinking as you're holding up your hip flask like like for an old woman, she's quite spry. Her hand goes just like that. Your hip, her hip, your hip flask is now her hip, her hip flask, and she's holding onto it quite tightly. I need you all to roll perception for me. That was my good flask. Nineteen. Eighteen. Twenty. Not a natural twenty. Just with modifiers. You all hear these screaming sounds from outside the doors, and you hear gunshots. Screaming of like it sounds like a little girl. You hear screaming sounds like a like a man. You hear screaming sounds like a woman. You hear screaming from so many different voices. You can't even tell the gender and the age of the person screaming. And you hear these rapid fire gunshots. Can I run and jump behind the, the cafeteria now. table? Do what like she's the, doing. 
the service table, I'm going to jump behind it and just like duck. Where I am, I'm just going to drop to the floor and like wrap my one arm around my head because my shoulder's buggered, so I can't put both of them on my head. Tessa, we're going to behind the counter now. I will drag her if I have to. Okay. The elderly woman told me, because you just hear, and that sound seems to be going towards the doors. What are you doing? This guy's You crazy old lady. My hip flask. She looks unperturbed. She's, she's literally just walking away. And she, she, she pauses and she looks back at you and says, it won't help you. Nothing will help you. And, she will, and then she opens the I door. I still want it. I still want my hip flask. At this point, you hear this booming voice over the intercom saying, the canteen is no longer safe. Go to admin in the orange block. Go to admin in the orange block. I repeat, go to admin in the uh, orange, orange uh, block. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be like, but we can't see anything. How do we know what orange is? It's dark. You hear the doors, they flap open and you see someone run in, a young woman of uh, African descent. She looks like she could be maybe in her, her 40s. She looks good though. And she's wearing a doctor's coat and she runs in. She's like almost breathing quite hard. And she's like, breathe. She's like, and she's like clutching her chest for a moment. It's like looking a bit relieved. And she stops and looks at the three of you. Do I know her? Please roll history for me. Because she's a doctor, I'm just going to run up to her. Well, she looks like a doctor. I'm going to run up to her and say, please, please, can you help me? It, it really hurts. I got seven. You're not too sure. I mean, you've been, you see doctors come and go all the time. Um, she could be familiar, not too sure. Tessa, as you approach this woman, she looks a bit like almost like on guard and she sees that you're like this young girl. And she's like, oh, what are you, what are you doing here? You, you don't, why are you here? And she looks at you, she sees you like pointing towards yeah. your shoulder. And then I say to her, well, well I, to, today, well, maybe, maybe it was today. It, it could have been a different day, but, but I, I, I think I fell down the stairs and, it, it hurts. It really hurts. There's something wrong with my arm. Oh, okay. You see, she kind of pauses to like, almost like calm herself down. <sighs> All right. Um, like she'll pause and ask if she can just check your shoulder. She'll just like assess him. So like, it's, yeah. Every time it's such as that I'm going to yelp. I, I don't think it's broken, but um, I'm not that kind of doctor. I actually was looking for my lab, but I, I, I um, I know a doctor, um, He's, he's, I, he, he, I, and she stops and she goes, okay, I can help you, um, but I need to go somewhere. If you come with me, I can get you to a doctor and we can make him take you. And she, and she, she uh, stops and realizes that there are other people in the room. She's like, oh, there are others. Um, okay, that's are okay. Wait, why is there a voice over the intercom telling us to go to the admin building? I just got into this place and it seems like the world's coming apart. What's going on? Uh, we we're not very well funded. It's just it's 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 a bit stressful to work here. But um, why is it why not the safe here? Why did the voice say? It said it is not safe here anymore. Please go to the admin building. And she pauses, and you can see she looks. She kind of looks at her what she seemed to be her wristwatch, and you see she kind of has this grim expression in her face. She's like, oh. Okay, we, we, we need to move fast. I think we need to move. We need to move fast. Um, orange block, orange block. I know orange block. Okay. Um, 
we're in the gray block right now. Um, this hospital's divided in different buildings. We need to move to the building next to it. We we need to just, we need to just go. Um, All right, let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll ask my question again. It's dark. How do we tell the difference in color? It's just an, it's just the name of the building. It's not the color of the building. No, no, but I I, I can't see the color. It'll make sense when we're there. Let's no. go. I'll I need it to make sense now. Okay, I'll explain it on the way. I'm going to follow the lady. Because step I away from me, sir, please. Because I think You're she's too a doctor. Close. I'm just going to follow her. Yeah, I'm following um, the doctor. Did I find any jello? You are behind the counter. Please roll percent all for me. Is there a map in the building? I mean, in the cafeteria. I don't know if I uh, trust you right now. I rolled my age. It's 25. You did not find jello. You pause and realize that there's no actual food in this canteen. The only thing are the, the vending machines. And for some reason, they're all empty. Useless hospitals. What are they good for besides jello? Yusuf? I'm not going to spend uh, too long because I think we do need to move. But if there is one kind of on the uh, way... You saw next to that sign by the left, there was a directory. So yeah, there, there's a map. This woman, the one you seem to be a doctor, she says, uh, okay, I, I know where, I know where the, how to get there. You just need to follow me and we can just get there quickly. I'll look at the signs on the way and see if anything says block, the orange block. I'm going to run blindly following this white coat. My damn jello. The woman in the white coat says, I can get you jello. Please. But you have to come with me. We just we need to go. It's it's it, we're 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 wasting time. We need we what need. Time to, is it? It's time to go. It's time to we need to go. And you can see she's getting more and more uh, stressed. Like and I look at Rune, I'm like, I'm gonna eat all the Jello if I get there before you. I'm gonna run ahead. No, he is not. It is my Jello. I'm gonna run ahead and be like, Doctor, which way? Which way? Which way? Again, she kind of pauses and looks at you like, Oh, uh, you were talking to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just come with me. Just just come with me. And she's like kind of like speed walking. You know how doctors have this way of just moving around the hospital? Like they're, they, they, they're never walking slowly because they always have somewhere to be. She's just like, she's moving. She's like really moving. And as you guys walk out of the canteen, please, all of you need to roll perception for me. Ruba 16, because she's perfect. I got six because I keep looking behind me instead of in front of me to make sure that Yusuf is still there and then checking is the doctor there. Okay, Yusuf is there. Okay, the doctor's there. I got nine because so, I was thinking about my flask and how I really miss it. So, Ruth, you actually have enough presence of mind to look around and you realize, like, for all that screaming and shouting and gunfire, you don't see any gunshots, you don't see any blood splatter, you see nothing. Well, that's because it's dark. Probably, but like um, you see nothing and then you kind of pause and see the, the woman in the white coat. She's looking around the walls and you can see she's looking a bit stressed and she's like, just don't look, don't look, don't look. What are you looking at, don't look. It's okay. It's fine. It's all fine. It's okay. What's fine? What's fine? The jello is fine. Nothing. Come on, doctor. Nothing. You can talk to me. You can trust me. Um, you, you just need to trust me right now. We're, we're, we're doing fine. I'm going to sidetrack the conversation. I'm going to look at Drew straight in the eyes and I'm going to say I had a cup of jello earlier and I ate it. Shut your jello-filled mouth. Delicious. I don't want to hear it. Let's go, doctor. As the two of you are talking to each other and like try one-up each other, you're still blindly following the white coat. I'm not leaving this doctor because she can fix my arm and then I yeah. can go home. You haven't been paying attention to where you're going at all because the two of you were busy arguing with each other and Tessa, you're just so blindly trusting. Um, so you're walking between all these corridors and whatnot and she even led you up some stairs. She even walks you across like a small bridge that connects to another building. 
which you yes. assume is like the, another building she was talking about. She keeps looking back and looking at you, and then she keeps looking around herself, and she, and it almost like she pauses for a moment. She realizes that she's like, I don't get paid enough. I ask her if she wants a cigarette. Doctor, how much do you get paid? Not enough for this. And um, she walks and she says, yes, I'm, we, need to, we need to stop here quickly. And she, op- she stops at a door. She opens it and she quickly walks in. I'll, be a, I'll only be a moment. I'll only be a moment. It's, it's, it's going to be fine. We should go in. Why is she leaving us? Let's go in. We should stick together. I'm going to shout, is there jello in there, doctor? She literally just walks in. So like you saw like she was walking to a lab, random instrumentation, whatnot. Rue, you were so invested. You're like, you wanted to follow her and find out what she was saying. I need you, all three of you again, to roll perception for me. I'm going to also switch on my flashlight once I'm in stock. Okay. 16. 17. 16. You all hear the small crying song. <laughs> I'm gonna take out my. I'm gonna light up a cigarette, and I'm gonna be like, "Have some of this." It's not the doctor, is it? I'm gonna look around for the for the sound. When you put his flashlight on, I'm like, "Oh yeah, iPhone, iPhone, iPhone." I'm gonna check for my iPhone. Yeah. I'm sure I, it's in one of my pockets. I'm trying to find a crying because it's okay. a it's a very f- familiar kind of sound. <laughs> and as you you're you're following the sound of this voice like so you kind of lost track of where the white coat went to but yeah. you, you you walk to this room and you you realize like there seem to be wards seem to be wards within this this laboratory okay and um, as you get closer you see the little girl and she's um in the ward i'm gonna walk in so i'm gonna put my flashlight in the direction of the crying i actually thought it was a doctor so i'm actually just gonna see what's going on because I could see the doctor was stressed. I thought the doctor just had a breakdown or something. I mean, life is hard, guys. Like, yeah, dude, being a doctor is hard. They see some shit. I'm a I've seen some of that shit too. I know, messes you up. I dropped my phone running. I spent okay. So, damn it. So Tessa and Yusuf, as you can hear, Rude busy like almost mumbling to herself and chiding herself for spending too much money on things that for some reason she seems to be able to afford, which is kind of weird. And as you walk into this room where you heard that, <laughs> that's that whimpering sound, these rooms have emergency lighting in them. So mm-hmm. like you can't see everything clearly, but you can see, you can almost see the silhouette of, the, of what you seem to be that little girl. I'm going to immediately run up to her and wrap my good arm around her. And she, she almost stills and she looks and she's like, <sighs> I, I, can you find, help me find my mommy? Like she's supposed to be around here. He told me he she'd be around here. Please. I, I say, hey kid, we're going to the admin building. That's where they said that it's safe. Your mom might. Your mom is probably there. Why don't you come with us? But he said she'd be in the special place. This is the special place. It's with the special people doing special things. We need to be yeah. here. She's here. You know, the special place is heaven, right? She can't be in heaven. Why would she but be in heaven? heaven? Why would you say that? How but heaven's a special place. And I, this, little, this girl's like bawling her eyes out all over again. Hey, kid. That one's a little bit crazy. Don't call me crazy. You I see, can hear you. You see what I mean? She thinks she's got special hearing abilities. You hear her whimpering and crying, and you hear this voice. White coat again. She's like, ah, oh, there, there you are. We need to go. Why? What is she doing here? What? 
And she looks at the little girl's like, Layla, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to be in your place. Everyone's supposed to be in their place. You remember, everyone should be in their place. Why are you here? And she goes up and scoops up Layla and she like picks her up and she walks away. Um, so, but, but, but wait, she, she's, she's, she's just looking for her, 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 her mom. Like why, why, why are you taking, taking her? To, I'm taking her to her mother. I'm taking her to her mother. And she's like, and she's like, she's, she's holding her and she's like, I'm taking, take it. I'll take you to your mother. I'm taking you to your mother. And she's like, she's. It seems as if she's like not. You can still hear her, hear her voice. She's not too far. Like maybe like two doors away. It's like I don't know what the hell is going on. But isn't she supposed to be taking us to somewhere? I'm also going to follow her. As you follow her, you find her in another room that looks like another ward. There's uh, someone in the bed in the in the hospital bed, and uh, the, at the moment the little girl sees who's in the bed, she's like, oh, and and. I knew she was here. I, I knew she was here. And she like, she rushes towards the, the person in the, in the hospital bed. And she just like sits there and she's like, kind of like, she starts giggling and smiling and talking to herself and also talking to the, to the person in the bed. Um, heaven now. The three of you look into the room and you can see the person in that bed, in that bed is definitely dead. And by looks of it, they've been dead for a long time. I, I they, throw up immediately. I'm going to scream. This jello had better be worth it. I'm going to properly scream. This is this is this is a lot. I'm getting like PTSD um, flashbacks. I, I, I'm gonna tell her to shut up and like put on her big gold panties. The woman in the white coat says, "Like we we don't have time for this. She's supposed to be here. You you're not supposed to be here. We need to go. That's that's just, that's a step. Okay. Okay. Let's. I'm gonna. Uh, why can't we take that little girl with us? Yeah. Is it? She's meant to be here. This is Doctor, she's meant to you need to tell us right now what the fuck is going on. As you say that, she kind of uh, looks the side and she you can see she looks a bit concerned. She's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, and she's not talking to you guys. She's talking to someone else just outside. She's standing just outside the doorway. And she says, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll do better. It's okay. Uh, and she looks back at you. She says, like, everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Let, let's let's go. We need to go. I'm, I'm not going. You can, you can bring the you can bring the girl. You can you can bring the girl with you. It's fine. Hey, little we, girl. We need to go to admin now. Little girl, we're getting Jello. Come with us. Where's the Jello? It's it's at the place we're going. Hey, little girl, come with us and get some Jello. You like Jello, right? Uh, I'm like and look into the little girl as well to bring her along with us. The little girl looks at you, Yusuf, and she kind of smiles, but she's like, and we she looks at Tessa. She looks at it and then she see, she hears you say you're going to the doctor. She looks at Tessa. She grabs your hand, Tessa. Yeah. And she kind of like, like leads you and she almost like, she's so excited. But she's like, we're going on an adventure. Let's go on an adventure. And then she's like, it's like she's jumping up and down. She's like walking around almost like a zigzag. Okay, this is making me feel a little bit better. And, and I've just decided to push what I just saw into the back of my mind and, and yeah. focus now on, on this adventure. Yeah. I'm going okay. on an adventure and, now. <laughs> and while I'm walking next to the doctor, I'm going to whisper to her because I don't want anybody to panic. And I'm going to say, hey, doctor, there is obviously something not right, Jody. You better tell us what the fuck is going on. So, Yusuf, as you said that, I think, like, because she's a bit, she might be a little high-strung, but when you said that to her, like, she probably wasn't expecting to come from behind her. So she kind of freaks. So she turns around and she, almost like she pushes you. But she's like, oh, oh, it's only you. But she, so it's quite surprisingly strong. She pushed you in against a, a piece of equipment. And Rue, you were right behind Yusuf. So as Yusuf was pushed, you got pushed as well. I need everyone to do a, a con saving throw for me. 30, 20. I got 10, 12. Tessa, you, um, 
I, you're just like you're uplifted by this little girl. You think you just like feel so free and excited. Everything's just everything's just yeah, great. It's like gonna be fine. Everything is gonna be okay. Yeah, you're like, like you're like like you know rainbows and puppy dog tails, and it's like oh my gosh, she gets me. We get each other. You're like you're like you're on cloud nine right yeah. now. Yusuf and Rue, Yusuf, you look down and you look down to your arm, your left arm, and yeah. you, you you realize it's not there anymore. You think it's just, it's suddenly been amputated. Like it's almost like your arm just like from the from the elbow itself just removed itself, and it just like jumps off off of you, and it almost like goes into the grounds and splats. Rue, same thing happens to you, but in this case, it's actually your fingers on your right hand. All your fingers, like kind of like they all grow little feet, like the feet of insects, and they all like crawl off you, and they all just skitter around. You and like shake my hand. As you shake your hand more, you realize you all of a sudden your hand has so many fingers, but they all fly off your hand every time you move your hand. Each fingertip falls off, falls down, and they crawls away. Another um, sense people crawls away. My shoe. Shoe fly shoe. And you said, like you you're watching your your arm, yeah, your um, forearm, like your, your forearm crawl away from you. Can I see Yusuf's arm crawling away? Yes. Ew. I'm assuming that like I've completely lost my mind now from all the years of just like, you know, seeing all the shit go down and the alcohol and the cigarettes. So I'm gonna push myself against the wall, try to get a cigarette out and light it while I'm losing my mind completely. I'm walking with a little girl and I'm like, I'm going to ask what her name is. My name is Layla. What's your oh, name? My name's Tessa. Where are you from? Around. Yeah. I'm from around. Yeah. Oh, me too. I'm also from around. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we should be friends. Let's be friends. That sounds like a great idea. We need to go to the, where's the, we need to go to the doctor. Let's go to the doctor. Okay, cool. I'm going to follow her to the doctor. I've almost completely forgotten about um, the other two people. Have, have I calmed down enough to, to move forward? Because I'm pretty sure that would stop me in my tracks. Do another, uh, another con-, con saving throw. Oh, my finger's still gone. Oh, natural 20. Whoa! Jeez, okay, yeah. so, Rue, yeah, your fingers are still, like, they're literally, as you say, you, and you, you flick around, they all, they still, they're still gone. They still... Um, it's like they multiply, they pop up, and they fling off you. I'm going to hit myself and say, stop, 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 stop. Yusuf, you pause and you look down, because you were just watching the progression of your arm moving away from you. And you look down and you realize your arm is still there. It's still attached to you. You're like, oh. But you you can still see an, an arm walking and moving, slithering away from you. But you think, but this is my arm. That's someone else's arm. It can't be my arm. It's definitely, this is my arm. Yeah. It's no one else's arm. It's mine. It, You're convinced it's yours. Obviously stressed because the cigarette is healthy. So you said you see Rue just like almost like hitting herself. I am feeling hitting myself. I'm I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna I'm not gonna touch touch her because I know that she doesn't like being touched. I'm gonna be like, hey, would you like a cigarette? What flavor? Life tastes bitter. Tastes better than Jello. I just like like one and I shove it in and I say, let's get the fuck out of here. I eat it. Let's go. Uh, you, you think you've calmed down Rue or Rue's idea of calm down. You see Tessa and a uh, little girl walking along. They're, t- they're talking to her amicably. And then the white coat is way ahead and she stops and turns around and is like, what did you do? What do you, what do you mean? What did you do? Why what? did you do that? What did you do? Why? What did you do? Who are you talking to? Are you talking what? to me? 
She's talking to like she's actually talking past you, Tessa. She's looking at Yusuf in particular. Oh. What, what do you mean? What I had did you do? We're what did you do? I, what? The tell me. Jello. What did you? What did you do? Why did you do? Why would I, you do that? I spell out Jello for her. Why would I do what? What are you talking and about? The, and she, she and then she points past you, like, and she's like points at, as where your arm was like slithering. She's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Wait. Um. Wait. She, you, you, <gasps> I'm gonna think of Jello and put my hands out. And she, she she looks at you and she just looks a bit questioningly and she like like you can see look. you can see a vein popping on my forehead and I'm like I'm holding my breath. And she pauses and she looks at you and she she searches her her pockets and she actually let me just do a quick percentile roll let's see just eat and she throws something at something at you. It looks like a little cup of like fruit salad. It's jello. It's in my mouth and gone. Pork and Yusuf, all. In response. You're saying some y- pretty crazy things right now, and I think I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Look behind you. Look behind you. Do you not the see? darkness. I, I, I see it, but it's in my head. Right? No. It's, it's getting worse. Look Our at it. How is this place? Okay, I look, I look at it, and what, what am I seeing? What you thought was your arm? What actually very much looked like your arm? has gone bigger and bigger and bigger. So the the hand part is like, has gone more and more hands, almost like multiplying. So it's got hands all across the arm. Oh shit. And where you, the, the connection with your, the rest of your arm would have been, it's this gaping wound and it gets, it's getting bigger. And it looks almost like a mouth of two teeth. Oh geez. Is there a bypass nearby? I want to get like a fireman's uh, axe uh, or something. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say again, we're in our heads. I was still um, talking to, sure. to Layla, and when the when the doctor was saying, like you know, turn around and look, I'm going to turn around and look. It looks like the size, it, like it seems like it's getting bigger, but almost like the size of an arm, and it's getting thicker and thicker okay. and thicker. Right. And I'm, I'm still holding Layla's hand, right? You look down and you realize Layla's not there anymore. Oh, Where did she go? I'm gonna start like frantically looking around for her. Um, and if I don't see her in the near vicinity, I'm going to run forward in the direction that we were going. I'm just going to bolt and okay. I'm going to start calling out for her. You hear this, this screeching. Oh, okay, I can't make the proper sound like that. It's like almost like this guttural sound, the sound that no human throat can make. I'm getting my pistol out. <laughs> okay, so pistol is out. unclean and something un- untamed and something disgusting and shouldn't exist in this in this world okay. and you look back it's like that arm but it's getting bigger and bigger and almost at this point it's almost as big as both my arms uh, i'm shooting at it's that bigger. i think this i think the sounds inside my head so i'm gonna cast detect evil rue were you were, in what direction were you facing when you did this well i just ate the jello and looked at yusuf because i ate the jello you feel something like it's almost this gnawing hunger. It's feel it feels empty. It feels hungry, and it feels like it's legion. It feels like it's forever growing, and it feels distinctly very, very, very evil. And it's that whatever that thing is that keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and making this weird guttural sound. It's distinctly evil. Can I can I shoot at it? Well, well, cast a shield of faith. Sure, but yeah, Yusuf, you can you can fire. You can go ahead. You can shoot something if you want. It solves problems sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
roll. Okay, so please roll for that. So this is the roll D20 um, as is. And if you, I'll let you know if you hit. I rolled a 19. Oh, okay, it hits. Oh, I got it too. <laughs> That's a critical <laughs> fail. <laughs> I don't think the bullets are going to work. Don't worry, as, I'll so you, because I'm the woman. So you, as you fire the, you, you fire around at this at this creature, it it makes this weird sound, but it doesn't stop getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Get the fuck out of here! Again, it's faith. It keeps them shield. Shield of faith is great. You can shield all you want, but this thing is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it, it's, it has too many. Does it have eyes? No, it doesn't have any eyes. It just has one gaping, huge mouth. And it has, as, as it gets bigger, its surface gets the, its cover of more and more of these fingers all across it. So think of like an arm with cover of all these fingers. Can I, can I, they all look they all look like they're bleeding and there's like pulse <laughs> uh, oils and whatnot and pus. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm running the fuck out of there. And I'm making sure that everybody else is running too. I ran long ago <laughs> I'm, bolted. I'm I'm screaming down the corridor I'm searching for Layla because as far as I'm concerned like the one's a kid and the other's a crazy homeless lady screw you I know my place it's in the waiting chair okay let's <laughs> say before you it's gonna eat all the jello look at its mouth it's huge my eyes full with rage you run out and you kind of see this flapping white coat and she's like, come on, let's go, let's go. She's sure. at the end of the hallway and she's gesturing towards her, like, just Do I go. see Layla? Do I see Layla there or not? No, you don't. Okay, but I'm going to run towards the doctor and I'm still shouting for Layla. Where's the kid doctor? You guys run, uh, let's say, about 10 feet to get to reach her. As you reach her, you almost feel like you've passed through something. Like You didn't see anything. It's not like you, you it's like almost, you know when you walk through like, curtains or stuff like that you feel like you, you had a, you had almost like push yourself past those curtains like almost like past like a, a like layer a, or something yeah right. almost like that and as you all walk past you, you reach to, towards where the doctor is standing and i need you all to roll a d4 for me one two four tessa you feel a stabbing pain all over all over your body you feel like you're being cut numerous times all over your body Okay, um, everywhere. Um, Think of like being stabbed. Yeah, everywhere. I'm like, whimpering, and I'm gonna just collapse on the ground. Do I have any meds, like like a Valium or something, for my nerves? Uh, I, I don't know. But what did you roll, uh, Yusuf? Oh, two. You see insects all over the walls. Oh, like, that's you, great. It's a whole mishmash. It's like cockroaches, and they hold like the sketching sound. <laughs> They're all over the walls. And Rue, what did you roll? Four. Suddenly, you have boils all over your body, like they're and like they're. It's almost like they bubble. There are all these boils that bubble on your body, and they like they get swollen and bigger and bigger, and they pop, and they release pus. Another one gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Pop. Do I see this? Pop, pop, pop. You all see this. You oh, hear it. You can, you can hear it. So we see what is happening to everybody else. So to answer your question, um, Wednesday, so you see Rue looking at her arms. You can't really see what's going on, but you can, you can hear this pop in sound, oh, and popping sound. Um, when you look over at, um, at, at Yusuf, he's just... This place is filthy. I'm actually, I'm really freaked out. Like how, how many is it like covered, like wall to wall, like insects? Just there is no, you don't see wall. You just see insects. There's, you can't even see the wall anymore. Oh, you see insects everywhere. Well. I'm going to be like, jump, like, Literally like everywhere. Not let them crawl up on me. They're not on the floor. They're on the walls. 
But then if you look up, they're also covering the ceilings. And if you look too closely, like some of them drop down. Oh, I'm getting, I'm, dark, I'm first, I'm going to look for the dock to see if they're moving to another room because I really want to get the fuck out of here. And, and if they're not, I'm going to, I'm going to grab the doctor and, um, and this one. And I'm going to be like, look at the other one and be like, Jello. I'm going to like, just get the, try and get the fuck out of there. Again, it seems like all of a sudden she's on the other side of the hallway, as if where you started all over again. Oh yeah, I'm running. I'm, I'm bolting there. I'm freaked out now. So again, you you see her waving towards like we have we don't have time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That, that stabbing pain is not going away, right? Not going away. Like literally every movement oh, you make, every yeah, as you breathe, I am crying. I'm crying like like freaking crazy. Yeah, okay. you thought your shoulder was bad. Think of your shoulder no, no, all over your body and then constant stabbing. As you feel the stabbing all over your body, you can almost you can almost hear the tearing of your flesh at the same time. It's like you, you can feel the feel it and you can almost hear the piercing of your flesh. Do we hear yeah. the, the do we hear the cutting of the flesh? You can hear this weird uh-uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Tess and if I haven't already run off, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't have this. You guys paused. You were all like, you know, taken aback. Yeah. And you looked up and you saw the, you saw the, the white coat. You saw the doctor like waving towards you. Like, we need to go. We need to go. And she's yeah. again on the other side of the hallway. Do I know that there's something wrong, first of all? Or do I think that she's just sitting there like... You think all? everything is wrong right now. You uh, said there are walls. No, 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 but like, do, do, do I know that Tess is in pain or do I think that Tess has just lost her shit? You think probably both. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick up Tess. Um, how does... Uh, Ruth, look. I'm just zoned into my arms. You said Rue looks high. Rue looks hyper focused on on her arms, but she also looks very high. You, you, mm. she's I'm zoned like, out. Then I say, Rue, look at me. Look at me. Rue. Rue. And you hear this. You hear the doctor's voice. Why I'm are you cool. not moving? I'm gonna say, Rue, go. we have to get the fuck out of here now, and I'm gonna run. Hurry gonna up! Run. Hurry up! You're carrying Tess on one side and... And I carry them both. If I can, I will. I just thought, like, two people would be... You're actually surprisingly quite strong. I'll, yes, I'm going to carry both of them. Real strength for me at, at, with an advantage. Fifteen. You pick them up as if they yeah. weigh nothing. It's, it's adrenaline. It's, I am literally yeah. in my pants right now. You seem it's adrenaline, but you also think, like, you pause and realize, like, you actually have been getting stronger. You don't know why, but you've been really strong. But it's... Yeah. You don't have time to think about it. You like, literally, like... Lift them up. Like, so again, you carry them. You 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 get you get towards the where you see the doctor, and again, you feel that you that feel as if you're walking through a curtain again. Yeah. I need you each all of you to roll a D four for me. Oh, Jesus. Two, three, four. So Tessa, the pierce that weird pierce, piercing feeling immediately ends, and as you, you're being carried out of nowhere by you, 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 you can breathe now, but you look around, you, just, you see all these insects, like. What? All these insects oh ever on the wall. That's insane. Oh my god! Yeah, um, Rue, you, you like you, you like you. You stop zoning on your arms because, like, all of a sudden those boils have disappeared. But you see, you feel like your lungs are on fire. You feel like you're you're drowning. Your lungs are burning. You so feel I, like you're I, drowning. I start exhaling heavily, like. And Yusuf, what did you roll? Four. You've got boils all over your body, and um, so. You basically drop both of them and like you're covering boils. Does it hurt? So it hurts. Like think of like when you burn your thumb when you're cooking. 
but all over your body and a thousand times worse. It hurts. I'm going to try and grab the air and put it back in my mouth. Tess, you're the only one who's not in pain. No. So I'm, do I see the doctor? You see the doctor at the end of the hallway. How did she says, get to the end of the hallway? She's like, hurry up. Why, why are you wasting my time? I can't, why am I even waiting for you? Why? Just hurry up. We need to go. Just hurry up. I'm going to just grab each of their hands. Like I know they're not moving and I'm not very strong. Uh, and I'm just going to say, we have to go. We have to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start sort of like tugging at them, obviously very weakly. But. I'm, I'm going to be saying one step, two step, one step. I'm just going to be like trying to not think and just like go moving forward. I'm just going to start tugging at them. I'm going to start swim running. So running, but like. Because you think because, like, at this point you think you're swimming? Yeah, yeah I think okay. I'm in water. I can't breathe. Yeah. I can't get so like you're just conv- you're convinced you're, you're, if you keep yeah. on swimming you'll like you'll stop drowning. Yusuf, you are like, every inch of your body is burns and you, you you can't. You're trying not to focus on the pain, but you can feel te- Tessa yeah. pulling I'm along. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like looking at the door and I'm just saying, just get to the door, just just one foot, okay. just one step. All right. I'm just like right. kind of, yeah, get there. And the- Okay, and again, as you as you guys, you feel like you finally reach the doctor. You feel like you you walk past this person again. Suddenly, there's no pain. You feel no pain. You don't see any insects. You don't see any feel any boils, and you, you feel like you can finally breathe. Your lungs are no longer burning. I take and, a huge breath and I shove air in my mouth, touch my skin, and be like, oh, and like like the boils are all gone, right? All gone. Like as if, as if nothing happened. The boils are gone. The insects are gone. The piercing pain is gone. And the brain lens are gone. You are fine. I'm going Nothing. to turn. I'm going to turn you to Yusuf and say, what, "What did that old lady give me to drink?" I can. I can, share. can I? Can I smell what the flask smells like? Because I still got uh, it in my pocket. Oh yeah, I pocketed it. If you were to sniff it, you smell whiskey. And it smells like good from like you. You know, you you're you're cousin to nice things. You know, good I'm, whiskey. I'm going to close it and save it for a rainy day. Oh man, okay. that poor old lady, she did not get nice whiskey. <laughs> you hear this voice, this raspy voice saying, come to Orange Block, admin. Come to Orange Block, admin. As you hear that voice, you look, and this, like, the moment the pain disappeared, you guys didn't stop to realize where you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's full power, there's, there's lighting everywhere. It's as if you you've reached like an almost like more administration type of area, and at the reception desk, there's a a relatively young man. He looks like he could be like roughly thirty years old, quite spry, but he's stock still, and he's just like he's just still saying those those words, and he's speaking to an intercom. Come to Orange Block, admin. Where's the doctor? You don't see a doctor. I'm going to run up to the guy who's talking to, to the microphone and I'm going to say, but, but we're here. Isn't this the orange block? Are we not in the right place? I have a question. Does uh, this echo into the intercom? Yes. He's speaking directly into the intercom. Um, so Tess, the moment you, you reach, the, reach the desk where he's standing, he pauses. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's like in a trance and he looks right at you and you see his eyes are clouded. He, for all you know, he could be blind. He's he almost like cinches. He stops and for a moment he says, "Go to room seven 
two, six, please. Please. I shot 76 at you, sir. Okay. Let's, is, is there a, like a, a fire axe or something? Like, I feel not confident in my gun anymore. And I just want something to beat the crap out of something. Like. Roll investigation. As you're looking around, Tessa, like, he's still rasping. Room seven, two, oh, six. Release me, please. Release me. Oh, my God. Please. Okay, now, now I'm, 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 I'm getting those flashbacks again. You haven't even reached the the the, de- the reception desk where Tessa is yet, but because you're just so focused, like okay, you're you need to have a plan, you need to defend yourself. You look around and you find like emergency panel, like a red emergency panel, and um, it's kind of like as a glass panel as well, and it says "breaking case of emergency," and there's a big old uh, fuck off big axe. Yes, I need that. Chop <laughs> that hand to pieces. I can see, see well, I can see Tessa freaking out slightly, mm-hmm. and I can see this guy acting weird in front of her, and I am still short of breath, so I'm gonna cast healing ward. Tessa, you instantly pause and you like, like as distressed as you are, mm-hmm. you almost have this like this this almost this calming sensation from your head to top, like it just rushes down your body. Yeah. And as it goes down your body, you feel like you're capable. You feel like this is okay. Oh, you're us. a woman, Tessa. You're young, but you're strong and you're willful yeah. and you've been through I so much and you know. Yeah. Yusuf, you feel, again, you, you also feel this common sensation go down uh, down your body and you feel like, oh, it's almost as, as if you, the moment you touch the, that fuck off big X, fireman's X, you realize <laughs> like, this is my salvation. This will save me. This will say, help me save others. It's my teddy bear. Uh, Rue, you see the man, he's still reciting the same room number, but he pauses and he says, release me, please. And he continues reciting, nothing stops. It has had no effect on him whatsoever. Can I, I bitch slap I think him? we need to do something. I think we need to help this man. So we have to go to that room. Okay. We're going to that room. Let's go. Can I walk up to him and like seriously bitch slap him? Yeah, that's an unarmed strike. Go ahead, roll. Three. You had all the good intentions to try it. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe you didn't, but you thought... I some sense into him. Did. And as you almost... You try to smack him. As you did, as your hand connected with his face, it felt as if you were connected with, with a wall, with stone. Nothing. His head didn't move. His face didn't move. Nothing happened. You don't feel any pain when you, when you connect, but you see that you have no effect on him. Tessa, you hear a giggling sound, and you think it might be Layla. Is it Layla? It's down the hallway. Okay, but what do the room numbers look like heading down that hallway? Well, they, they're increasing. So okay. it's seven to something, okay. seven to zero. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm going to stop moving faster. I'm going to move there as well because, yeah, not good for little kids to uh, be around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point at the guy in his face and be like, you're weird, and walk away. You say that to him, and he's still like reciting those words, but you see a tear rolling down his face and you can tell he's in agony he just wants to be released but there's nothing you can do nothing you can do oh actually i want to ask him if he if he wants to die why would you do that because it's better than suffering oh my god because i don't like people suffer he, I'm, I'm, he, I'm, I'm gonna tell hmm. Tess to turn away 
straight up turn away little girl i'll i'll meet you guys there well i was running off after later oh, okay. anyway i'm, I'm okay. gonna put my gun there with one bullet and i'm gonna say because i've got my axe now and yeah. the gun doesn't work so well and i'm gonna say i don't think he can do it by himself that's the thing as you approach him and you say do you want me to kill you he pauses he stops talking he says yes no I, 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 okay room. Okay, we'll room. Go to the room. okay, let's go to the room. 79 please, seconds. Okay. okay. As, you, as you walk away, you hear him still saying, please release me. Please. Please. Sure. I'm, I'm running. I'm running yeah. down the corridor. I'm checking the numbers. I'm shouting for Layla. The gig- that giggling sounds, like you, it sounds like it's getting louder, but at the same time further away. But you're still running the same. You, you, yeah. The numbers I'm the, checking all of the numbers as I run past doors. Is it a okay. creepy giggle? It sounds like a normal girl's giggle. Like she sounds excited. She sounds happy. Sounds normal. As you're walking down the passage, you can even look, pause, and look outside. Can you all roll perception for me? Eighteen. Seventeen. I've got eleven. So Tessa and Rue, you as you're running in that direction, Tessa, you're super focused, but you you kind of look outside and glance outside. You realize like it was daytime when you were downstairs, but now it, it's not even nighttime. It's like nothing. There's no light pollution. There's no, there's no noise. There's no nothing. Just black pitch void. Rue, you see the same thing. Uh, Yusuf, you, you're just like you feel like you, you still feel like that moral struggle inside you, thinking like you shouldn't have left that band. You should have just released him. You should have killed him. You should have done right by him. But you're maybe I can help some other people. You just focus on that. So yeah, Rue, Tessa, when you um, I start shouting mm-hmm. more you I'm freaking, I'm freaking out now, like properly, because obviously something horrible must have happened to me for my mind to be doing such weird things. And I'm super focused on that little girl and, you know, her dad and her mom, whoever, whatever it is, because that is like, for me, that's a happy space. So I'm trying to like go there. So I'm just like frantically searching for her while I check the room numbers. So Tessa, you 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 ran first and you're first mm-hmm. up ahead. You hear yeah. that giggling sound. It almost sounds like it's it's leading to the right place. You get to the door a door and it matches the door number that you you were told beforehand. I'm just gonna open the door and shout Layla as I open the door. I'm gonna stand outside the door. I'm not gonna run inside because I want to okay. see if she's actually in the room first okay. before I go inside. You open the door and you kind of stand calling out to Layla. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yusuf and, and Rue catch up with you. Because Yusuf, you were so focused on that righteous moment, you weren't paying attention to where you're running. Uh, can you roll a dex saving for a dex for me? Because you're like, I think you're the, you're, you're the last one. You're behind everyone else. Well, they do, they do say don't run with sharp objects. 15. You were so focused on this, this fuck off big axe. You were running and you, the moment you look up, you realize almost like almost just a moment just before it's too late. You pause and realize like, oh, you're almost just about to bump into both Rue and Tessa, but you don't. And you kind of pull yourself back. I guess I'll be more careful with this thing in the future. (laughs) So you open that door and you were calling out to Layla and you hear that her, we, we should be together. Why are you taking so long? Let's have fun. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Layla's voice. Okay. I'm going to step into the room. Don't. I'm, I'm just going to shout don't. Okay. And I'm going to grab Tessa. Rue, you kind of try to stop the Tessa. 
Yeah. Yusuf, you're still looking at your fuck off big ex, and all three of you feel this pressure from behind you pushing you into the room. So the room is quite dark, and all of a sudden it lights up. So mm-hmm. think of like a light, the, this room lights up, and all of a sudden you realize like it's irrationally big. It looks like all of a sudden you're in a room the size of like a football stadium. It's huge. You wonder if like this is even can even fit inside the hospital, and you look around and you don't see Layla anywhere. Oh my god. Are there any weapons or sharp objects anywhere near us? I'm just going to start screaming for her. Uh, Rue, please do a a percent roll percentile for me. Can I just look around and see what kind of room it is? 66. Rue, you find a hatchet, almost like a a small little hand axe. I look at Yusuf and I lift up my axe. Yusuf, when you were looking around, it's like it looks quite big, but think of like if you're in a, like a field of like a big stadium, all the floodlights are beating down on you. So you can't see past the field, but you just know, you can just think of the scale of the place. It's huge. Think of like it's a, a big open space, well lit up, but the lights are all beating toward down you guys. So you can't see too far down. And you hear this voice saying, I, I, I have been waiting for you. I, I, I. I'm not impressed. And you hear this, this weird... Where's the voice coming from? It sounds like it's, a, it's around you. Oh, but you hear this, these, this beating sound, like wings. Oh, shit. Right, so when, when Rue picks up her little hatchet, her personality is going to, like, snap. And she's going to be, like, intense and adult-like now and focus. Everyone, please roll this initiative for me. Oh, shit. Is there any escapes, like a door or something? You walk into a room, but you realize whatever you're in, it's the void, and there's nothing but light around you, and there's no door, there's no passageway, there's nothing. I can still talk, right? Okay, eight. Okay, I got 18. 13. I'm going to say, hey, Tommy, you gotcha. I'm going to be like, hey, Doc, hey, Doc. <laughs> and I'm going to be okay. like, who are you? As you are screaming out in the void, trying your luck, hoping for the best, you hear those wings beating like louder and they're quite large and they, they, la- they hear this whiffing sound. Something like something's coming close to you guys. You can't tell what it is, but it sounds like something like a, the wings bang of like a building of like the size of, this, of the hospital you just entered, which is probably seven stories high and times two. It sounds massive. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pull Tessa in between Yusuf and I. Uh, Yusuf... You go first. You don't know what it is. You don't know where it is. But, you but just I'll use eat. this opportunity to be like, who are you and why are you not impressed with us? What's going on? Keep it talking, you know, maybe it'll hold off on attacking us. Um, so you hold your action and you hear this voice speaking in, in response to it. I, I, I have been waiting. I need vessels. I need vessels. Does and, this um, sound familiar to me in any kind of way, Nelly? Ooh, uh, please roll history for me, please. Two. It could be your friend down the street. It could be you. Kev, no, no. All you know is that you are shit scared. You have no idea what's going yeah, on. I'm, and not, I'm absolutely voice. Yusuf, um, was forcing into your armor class. Uh, yeah, um, my armor class is 10. In that case, I need you to take for piercing damage. Yusuf, you don't know what happened. Physically, nothing was in front of you, but you felt something like bit at you, like almost all the way down your arm. 
and you feel this raking pain down your arm, down the side of your arm. And next it is Rue. I'm going to shout, come out, show yourself, and you don't scare me. That's your action? You're just going to be talking to it, right? Well, I can't see anything or hit anything or do anything. And I know Tessa is safe in between Yusuf and I. As safe as one can be in the middle of a... Between two weapons. Between two weapons, as if... The the unarmed child is protected, in a sense. Safe as houses, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tessa, it's your turn. I don't see anything, is that correct? Yes. I don't know where the voice is coming from. The moment you saw you saw um, Yusuf being attacked, you saw this big shadow of a body on your left-hand side. While it was talking, do I get a sort of indication of how far away it is? It sounds like it's immediately above you, probably 20 feet above you. I am going to bolt. Probably a good idea. I'm going to bolt. I'm going to double run in a random direction. I'm going to bolt. I'm going to run 60 feet. I'm going to scream, no, Tessa, no. Yusuf, it's, it's back to you. Uh, you're bleeding profusely in your one arm. Uh, Tessa's trying to run away. And Rue, for once, seems to be like cautious and, and for once sane and trying to reason with whatever is out there. Yeah, I've lost my mind, obviously. <laughs> I'll just call it ugly or something. I'll say you probably want this vessel because you're, you're really damn ugly. God damn it. I'd also want to change and have a vessel, you know. This plastic surgery, though, you know, we're in a hospital. <laughs> or we were. So he dragged us out of it. At this point, you hear those beatings, those massive wings, and it's like somewhere circling around you, and something happens is happening around you, and you hear this voice from behind you say, "Why? Why would you say that to me? Why would you?" Say that to me. You ruined my favorite jacket. I need you all, all three of you to turn around, or you want to focus on what's above you. I'm going to focus on what's above me. I was also, I'm also looking up. I'm, I'm, well, I, I ran, ran away. I ran, I ran away. I did a proper bolt. Tessa, as you ran away, you run and you run into a body. You feel like you ran into like this brick, like something firm and solid, and you realize it's it's a person. Oh, and and he looks he, like someone look like you hear his voice saying, "Why would you do that?" Oh my Why god! A tall humanoid body. You can't see its face, no. but something about it seems familiar to you. So it reminds you of the old woman. It reminds you of the of the white coat. It reminds you of the little girl Layla. Oh my but, god! There's a sense of familiarity, and you you're gonna see it's much taller than you are, and it's like almost like a shadow oh. that you can't see its face. You can't recognize it, oh. and, it and it says. I thought you were brave. I thought you were better than this. What will I do with you? Um, at this point... Uh, <laughs> so can I steal a glance at the thing that's talking to me? Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, lose track of the flying thing because I feel like yeah. now's my chance to, like, take a swing at it. But I also, like, I just want to quickly look at my... Keep looking up, you know? Okay, you can you can look up. Um, you literally cannot see anything above you. But I mean, everyone's gonna go out of initiative right now because it's it. The entity is so insulted right now. It's, Are we out of initiative? You're out of initiative, Tessa. You're like you're still looking blind. You're looking up to this this talking silhouette, and it says, "I thought you were better than this." And then all of a sudden, like um, Yusuf and Rue, you're 
you feel this force pulling both of you up forward as well. And you're now standing together in the room, facing the silhouettes of a figure as well. We're standing together. You're standing together. And it's like, it's actually forced to pull, forced all of you to stand in the road facing it. How far away is it from, from us? Tessa, you, you walked into it, bumped into yes, it. Yes, I'm standing like immediately in front of it. Yeah, you're immediately in front of it. So Rue and Yusuf, I'd say you guys are like literally like a step right behind Tessa. Uh, well, you uh, see again. Okay. I'm gonna grab Tessa and pull her back. Not. I'm going to. I'm going to shake my head forcefully and shake um, Rue off, and I'm okay. going to turn to face the two of them, like both yeah. Rue and um, Yusuf, and I'm going to say, "Run as fast as you can run and as far away as possible." And then I'm going to turn back and I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke. The deck save on that is 12, nearly. Okay. I got above 12. We're still going to take damage today. I need to ask you guys, did you run or did you not run? I, I guess so. Five points of damage because it's half damage. All right. I will take that happily. I found its weak points, which is obviously <laughs> the way it looks. <laughs> <laughs> The flames of hell pretty much try to consume it. Again, you can't see its, its face. You can't see a body whatsoever, but it pauses and looks like it says, this is what I came here for. This will do nicely. The voice says, I need vessels. You will all do nicely. Um, I'm pissed off now. So I didn't, I didn't run when Tessa told me to run. Now that this thing has said these words. I might not look strong, but I'm putting Tessa over my shoulder out of care and I'm running. Okay. After um, you, I, I realize that I can't run, so I'm going to just drive my axe into this thing. And I'm going to say, it does need to take all of us. And I'm going to... You guys are like a normal D20. I actually just want to like whack this thing really. <laughs> this, like, this the, like, do you want like, like, to splatter it off the side of the, of the axe? Or do no, you wanna, like, I want to smash it? it like in its... like somewhere just with the sharp part of the axe i know it's very good to launched in but you know that's what axes are for if i can get it up that's great 17 so yusuf you try to you attack it with an axe and the silhouette almost like you you pierce into into the silhouette and it almost seems like you slash right into a cannon too and it looks like it's, it's like two pieces of a silhouette are just like floating now it says yes yes I have been waiting, and I'm very, very. I look at it dead in the eyes, and I say, "I have eyes. You can't see eyes. There's it's I, a silhouette. I look at it in the silhouette, and I and I bluff because now I realize that I'm fucked. <laughs> I think vessel that wants my body, so I'm and and it's probably seen me smoking. So I'm like, I have lung cancer. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no? It, it takes a, the silhouette takes a, a few steps backwards, and it assumes the body of the doctor you saw beforehand, the white coat. And she says, "This is going to work." I'm going to. I'm hit so it. pleased. I'm so so pleased. I'm going to try. Been, it. You want okay? You want to hit it again? Yes, I'm just got to keep trying. Okay, go for it again. I'm being run away. I rolled a two, so six total. Okay, um, so you t- again, you took another swing at it, and uh, the doctor, she takes her hand, literally goes up and blocks your axe. Oh, jeez. And she holds it, and she says, you have no idea how happy I am to be here with all of you. And she says, I have been here long enough, and I finally found my vessels. 
Your government had told me if I test enough of you and if any of you make it, then you're mine. And now you're mine. I need to go home. I need vessels. And you all do very nicely. What is a vessel? Now I'm you, just buying time because I realize I'm fucked. All of you feel this overwhelming wave of pressure pulling you down. Not in, the, not in a discomforting way, but says like, as you hear this, the voice saying, you will do nicely. You will be useful. You are my vessels. Your depth of view is, is blocked more and more and more to the point you can't see anything. It's more black and black and black. Your, mm-hmm. your view is completely covered. Like, think about the fact that you're all covered in, in oil and you can't see anything. I'm going to swing blindly. You can't move. You're uh, immobilized. Nothing's happened. As I call it ugly you, one more time. As you can say that. I'm going to. And uh, you might hear like a, a, a sound uh, and the rebuke. But as you say that, as you all three of you lose consciousness, you hear the last voices, the last words you hear will be, you will do very nicely indeed. Uh.